What happens when two strangers who love history meet online? They start a podcast, of course. Welcome to Muses of History. Women's history for busy people. We are your host, Taylor. And I'm Taya. Okay, today is my episode. But first, yes. a question, it's like a trivia question. Can okay, you guess my favorite movie? <laughs> well, uh, if I had to guess, given the shirt that you're wearing today, <laughs> is it Jurassic Park? <laughs> yes. I promise you I did not play it that. <laughs> I just pulled it out of my closet. <laughs> I haven't worn this sweater in a long time, but I was like, I want, I'm going to be different. So I wore it today. That was an accident. It's yes. It's so Jurassic cute. Park. I know. I like this sweater. I love it. I don't it. wear it very often now. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that's my favorite movie. came out the year I was born. And really? Yeah. And so this, the Jurassic Park, you know, it was a movie and then it was, the book was written like three years prior, Um, but it really like sparked people's interest in paleontology and like becoming paleontologists. Like there was a big wave of like new paleontologists who like will say like this, my interest came from the movie or from the book. So I think that's an interesting little side note. But can you name any women of the field of paleontology? I can't name any people in the field of paleontology. So, (laughs) no. (laughs) So today's focus, our muse for today, is Mary Anning, a paleontologist. Uh, She's also a fossil collector. She was a fossil fossil dealer. And she kind of helped create this field. So she was born in May of 1799 uh, in a little town in uh, southern England, like right along the coast, called Lyme Regis. Like Lyme as in like L-Y-M-E. Oh, okay. Yes. And this little town is part of the Jurassic Coast. Can you guess what that, (laughs) why that's famous? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is there... Are there a lot of dinosaur bones there? There's lots of bones, yes, from like that whole era along the coastline. So there's like a like a, almost like a hundred mile stretch along the coastline um, called the Jurassic uh, Coast, and Lyme Regis is part of it. And that so whole cool. coast is part is a um, a World Heritage site. So this is where she That's grew awesome. up. Yes, so she cool. was one. When you said of, she was yes. a fossil dealer. I imagined her like in like a trench coat like, on the side of the road, just like opening up her coat and be like, you want to buy some fossils? <laughs> like, that's what I imagine. So that's the picture I have of Mary Anning right now. Interesting. <laughs> no, some people, it's not really clear if it's true, but some people think that she is the the woman in the little like rhyme, like she sells seashells by the seashore. It's not proven. Oh. It's like it might not be her at all, but some people like think it is. It's kind of a nice idea. That's I like to cool. think that she was. She was one of ten children. She uh, of this very poor family, but only two of the children lived past like childhood. Um, so oh this family had it rough. And she actually was like Mary the second. So she had an older sister named Mary who died before she was born, and so oh she was God. named so after they the sister. Her name. Oh. Yeah. So, I know, I feel bad for her family. Mm-hmm. And even as a ch- like a kid, she had, like a baby, she had a little, kind of had it rough. There is a story mm-hmm. of when she was like, like one and a half, um, she was, this other woman was like holding her, like not her mom. Mm-hmm. And 
there they were all outside or something and they there was like a thunderstorm so the woman holding her and a few other women were like underneath this tree and the tree got struck by lightning and all the women died they all died the woman holding her died what they thought yes yeah, so they thought that she as a baby was dead like that they they thought they lost another baby but somehow she was like revived they called it a miracle i don't know i don't i don't know how it works yeah. but <laughs> i don't know how miracles work but it sounds pretty miraculous to me or lightning <laughs> so <laughs> and they they said that afterwards like before she had been kind of a difficult baby and then after this happened she was like easier like an easier baby she also was like you know there's a big difference between like a one like a one and a half year old and like a two and a half year old so maybe she was growing up yeah but this was like the start to her life was this like horrible event where they like that she was dead um oh it was scary God. i know terrifying so lime regis was kind of this like little touristy town along the seaside and some people like these rich people would come in and they would be good people to sell souvenirs to and as a really poor family they were this family was one of the families who they would go out along the coast and like find little bitty like trinkets like fossil things to sell they didn't like call them fossils but that's what they were and then they would sell them to these like rich people as like souvenirs like little like trinkets for their home like oh i got this at the Mm -hmm. coast Mm -hmm. and some of the things they would sell are like ammonite oh my gosh yes 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 chambered nautilus why don't you describe it for the viewers okay let me describe to you this is my favorite fossil oh and i love them so much and i actually didn't know that they were called ammonites i just call them chambered nautilus fossils so basically it is a spiral of different chambers so it looks like a little snail shell but it's not a snail shell and it's just a little spiral of different chambers and it looks super super cool it almost looks like the um what is it the fibonacci sequence is that what it is the um that like perfect golden ratio i think that's what it is that 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 spirally thingy it's exactly what it looks like and it, yeah, it's, it's like really a, a shell and the organism's kind of like building out like as it gets bigger, it needs more room. So it's like kind of yeah. going in this shell. So they would sell these terrifying little, little tentacles at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they would sell Gross. like little fossils. They call them devil's fingers, which were like some kind mm-hmm. of squid. Um, pieces of vertebrae, which they called verte- berries. Interesting. Ew. And these are like little things that we find along the coast and like, cause like the, the coast was kind of volatile, like pieces would break off often. And so then they would reveal like new things to sell. So her dad was like really into this. Like he was like a fossil dude. Yeah. And then he would bring his daughter along and they would do this together. So she learned it from her dad. And this is kind of how she started all, you know, from the beginning, this is how she got it. She got it from her father. Uh, but Collecting fossils was really dangerous because it was the like the coastline was so volatile, things would break off, it could hit you. You know, you'd be like along the coast, someone could fall from above, or like the little ledge you made could like collapse. And so it was like risky, but they were very poor. So they really needed it. So that's what you did. You know, you went out there and did it. Yeah. Um, when she was young, like like, like before she turned 10, her father had gotten injured 
and you'll mm. you might read it as like he, something fell on him or it was like a, some kind of a rock slide it was i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure what happened but either way he was like really badly hurt and then a few few, mm. few years later he died though you'll read sometimes you'll see that he died from his injuries and sometimes you'll read that he died from like tuberculosis so i think it was the latter but maybe i think his injuries yeah. just never he was never quite the same mm-hmm. and so this is a super poor family and they lost the, the like the the man who like, at that point was like you know usually that point the breadwinner who makes the money yeah exactly yeah. so they were in a pinch yeah. and at one point they were even like on provisions from like a church at some point Mm -hmm. and so she found herself continuing her father's work without him by selling fossils to help the family and she did this like you know like with these rich tourists that would come in she would sell those ammonites and a few um when she was around 12 so this is like 11 or 18 11 Mm -hmm. she found a complete skeleton of an ithiosaur and I'll show you what Ooh. it looks like. Okay, show me an ithiosaur. It's, it's like a creepy it looks like dolphin. A, it looks kind of like a dolphin. Yeah, and so like what happened was the year before, her her brother had found like the head. And then uh-huh. like a year later, she re- kind of rediscovered it and like found the rest of its body. And so what? it was like 17 feet long. And the name, like they like, what the hell is this thing? So they decided on ithiosaur ithiosaur or ithiosaurus which means fish lizard so yeah i mean that's exactly what it looks like <laughs> just a fish lizard <laughs> it, like it looks kind of like a dolphin to me a little bit um but they said it, yeah. it looked uh, like a crocodile so maybe it's like in between but it was not it's like a crocodile it's not a mammal. dolphin mix yeah no. oh it's um, not a mammal okay no it's not a mammal and it's not it's not a dinosaur so the things that she discovered i want to make this clear they're not because like dinosaurs have certain definitions these don't fall in those like i'm sure they're like kind of related in some way but they're Mm -hmm. not this is not a dinosaur but this thing was huge it's like 17 feet long she was like 12 like she was literally 12 and so this species would have lived like roughly 250 million years ago so this was like just a casual 250 this was a big deal right (laughs) (laughs) and they sold it and like they like got a good amount of money from it so it was like okay great this was like a big discovery when she was a freaking kid and um just to be like put this in perspective this was happened around 1811 and darwin's Mm. book on the origin of species wasn't published until 1859 so this was like Mm. Four, five, six, fifty years prior, something like that. And also, this is kind of weird to think about it, but um, the idea of extinction was like not under that it wasn't known. It wasn't like a thing. So people, you know, because like science and religion were like very close together, and this was before people like the idea of evolution was even like thought of. And so people thought that whatever like existed has always existed. Like there was. And so, like, this thing must live somewhere else right now. It just found, it's, like, one of yeah. the bodies right now. That's what the idea. Yeah. So, this was, like, early. This ichthyosaur was not the first one that, that was found, but it became what was called a type specimen, which was, like, mm-hmm. ideal. Like, it was really good. So, it, it was based, like, the description of the and the species was, like, based off this, this skeleton. So, okay. it was really impressive so she kind of like started in this field of paleontology she was able to sell it 
and she kind of continued on with this work though like she wasn't like she was not able to publish these findings so she was making these like connections but even throughout her life she was never like she she was never the one that got to publish stuff because she wasn't like the scientist like people and it's like a thing in her whole life where they overlooked her because one she was a woman and she was like very poor so she was low like on the social status socioeconomic status and she didn't have any formal education and so she like worked with these men that were like you know in the outcomers of paleontology even though that term really wasn't even like defined like that wasn't a thing yet um, and they used her work that she stuff that she found to write things about like like defining extinction. But then you know they would they would like report on like this finding, and they wouldn't even say who like they didn't even mention her name in the reports. But she needed the, like she needed the money, so she wasn't able to keep her stuff. Like she didn't get to keep this amazing thing because she needed them to sell it because she had to feed her parent her family. So, um, but this was not the first thing that she found. Um, she, when she was about in like her mid twenties, she, it was in 1823. She found a, the very first plethiosaur. And I'm going to send you this other one. And this one has the, this top, um, is actually one of her drawings. So this top left picture is a drawing that she, this is what she discovered. And this is what I would imagine the Loch Ness monster is. <laughs> yeah. It looks exactly like what the bones of the Loch Ness monster would look like. It's so got like a it. long yeah. neck, and it's got little flipperies. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's almost like a a whale, dolphin, giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like little whale flippers. It's uh-huh. got a long neck like a giraffe, and then like the body of like a whale. It's so yeah. cool looking. Definitely exactly what the Loch Ness Monster looks like. Yeah. And so she found this in 1823. And it was so bizarre. Whenever yeah. people saw this, they legit thought she faked it. it there it was like, she's, she's <gasps> this is fake. There's no way this is real. This is made up. And they, like, the Geological Society of London even had this huge meeting about it to, like, talk. And, like, there was, like, a leading dude who, like, said it was what? fake and then he had to like concede and like realize it was real but this is so crazy because this is like a time of like like we are like yeah this is a thing we can accept this like at face value because we know about all of these dinosaurs and stuff but these people didn't know about dinosaurs exactly so this was like again the idea that like extinction was not understood so it's like oh my gosh does this thing exist but they they like yeah. looked at how old it was and how like this kind of made a little bit of a crisis for like the church and for science because the Bible said you know the Earth is this made this years old but then her specimen said this was like you know millions of years old so there was like oh shit like it was a big deal uh, but you know the the Geological Society of London met all about this in like a huge debate but do you think that Mary was invited to that meeting? Oh my god, I. Was she not invited to this meeting? No, no, she was what not invited. The hell? To, and she found it like this was like probably her biggest discovery because it's the very first species or skeleton of this species, and she's the one that found mm-hmm. it. And they did not let her in. 
No, actually, the, she tried to join the society as a whole. So the um, the Geological Society of London would not let her in. They did like I think they made it like on some kind of honorary or something like that, but it wasn't. She was not a member. Do you want to guess what year she uh they allowed women to join? No, I don't want to be sad today. Um, okay, have uh, like it's it might not be as late as you think. Please tell me it was in the early early like eight eighteen fifty nineteen oh four eight nineteen. Ah! Yeah, that's okay. not shocking at all. I, I mean, it easily could have been no. like 1950. <laughs> like, oh my God. Jesus. So okay. this was her like second big discovery. And she's out here just like blowing people's minds mm-hmm. about yeah. time. Uh, the earth is not 2000 years old. Like the church and the Bible said, it is in fact millions of years old. People are just losing their minds all over the place, I'm sure. And then Darwin rolls up and he's oh, like, yeah. by the way, evolution is a thing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, during this time, she was still, like, collecting. She was out there. Um, She would take people on, like, tours for fossil hunting, like, Mm -hmm. these big people in this field. And she'd have debates with them. But, you know, again, she was all self-taught. She didn't have any formal schooling. Because she wasn't, she didn't mm. afford, couldn't afford it. Um, Meanwhile, she's still supporting her family. At certain times, they really struggled for, like, any money. And some, like, mm. her of her, like, friends in the field would, like, there was one person, I can't remember his name, he, like, sold his entire collection and then gave it to the family so they could, so, like, you know, support themselves. And some of those things that he sold, oh she had actually found and sold to him, like, because she didn't oh. have her own collection. So a lot, like, there were all these, like, rich guys that were in this field that were, like, you know, she worked with them and they were had their own mm-hmm. collections and she was part of helping them make it but it it was even though she was like really good she didn't have like it didn't reflect in her life in terms of like compensation yeah like she didn't she you think that you know she would have a, a comfortable lifestyle and she just it wasn't the case i'm sure all of the people that she was selling these fossils to were just rich as shit oh, just yeah living it up and oh that makes me so frustrated still during this time when things are published um they're not saying her name so they're not like they're like they would say she was like the you know the person who acquired it but they wouldn't like they wouldn't give her the recognition still even even though she was big not usually so she also found the first pterosaur outside of germany which is like Mm. a flying reptile that's not a not a dinosaur these these things are dinosaurs (laughs) but you know they're in that wheelhouse kind of i think she also was neat with her work she would find like i think she worked with like some kind of like an ancient like squid like animal or something like that that had ink sacks so she would have the fossils and she would find this like i think this is an ink sac ink sac and because it was similar to species now that have ink sacs and so they took that and they were able to reconstitute it so bring that ink back and then people they would use this ink to make drawings of fossils (laughs) (laughs) so this became like a thing or people like not just her but other people were like using this like ancient ink from these fossilized animals and then using them in drawings to which draw would be so cool to buy other fossils like whatever you want it yeah or like or the ancient animal that it was yeah exactly what but like the they heck? did that 
that is simultaneously so cool and then so what it decadent is that the word like how like, crazy is that that you reconstitute this million how a, how many ever million year old ink sack to draw your picture <laughs> i know i think it's big i would love to have a drawing of something like that me That's too so cool. that's so neat i know and she also worked with fossilized poop fun <laughs> so like they would find uh this like fossilized stuff with organisms and they realized it was like poop it was feces <laughs> and so it's kind of like um those like owl pellets but you could you could like kind of like reconstitute it i'm assuming it didn't i i would say it probably didn't smell good I, yeah but they could reconstitute it and then you could see what these animals were eating That's so this became so like cool. something else that she did which sounds crazy like i can't crazy. even imagine that that's so fun. So, I know. <laughs> I love it. Um, and so, throughout her life, people, some people called her, like, the fossil woman. There was, like, the um, people also called her, I'm not sure how, how, like, widespread this was, but they called her the princess of paleontology. And I don't know, I'm not, I don't know if that was meant to be, like, a derogatory or, like, actually, like, like a nice name. Mm-hmm. I don't really like it. Like, I don't know what yeah. she thought about it, but... I don't like it. Um, but you might hear her referred to as like the fossil woman or the fossil mm-hmm. hunter or the mm-hmm. princess of paleontology. But the whole time during her life, she was rarely given credit by the man that she was working with. Um, she was not allowed in the society, even though she was part like she should have been. She was in this field. Um, and she was overlooked because she was a woman, but also because she was poor. You know, mm-hmm. she had to like work for a living. She couldn't she, you know, it's easy to be like rich and be like really into like this thing but you don't have to sustain yourself on it so and she didn't go to school and so it's just she didn't get the recognition during her life from everyone like I think some of these men really liked her a lot and like looked out for her but as a whole I don't Mm -hmm. think the field appreciated her as much as they should have for literally advancing the field She she died not when she wasn't she was only like forty seven in eighteen forty seven so mm-hmm. um, but she had breast cancer and apparently she was in a lot, a lot of pain oh, no. and so she was taking laudanum like which is like opium yeah like she was prescribed it I don't, actually mm-hmm. don't know she was taking it because so she was in so much pain and so she was people were like. Us thinking that she was a drunk like she was like bel- like belligerent like getting drunk all the time oh no but she was sick and she was just in and so then she pain. yeah she was probably just taking like she was just trying to get the pain to go away like because oh. it was i mean i don't think that they had any i don't know if she had any options for any kind of care yeah other than pain management because <gasps> it was the 1840s oh. um <laughs> yeah there's no so palliative she, care in the 1840s i'm not really sure <laughs> except for laudanum <laughs> right uh yeah and so she died when she was only 47, which is like sucks oh, for the field so of science. That's sad for her. I know. And for paleontology. I know. I wish there was – I know. Uh, the That society, the Geological Society of London, which did not accept her, they mm. – a few years after her death, they paid for – like she was buried in the church – yard of the our hometown oh, and okay. so they at that church the the society paid for this like large stained glass um to be installed at the church in Aww. honor of her oh so they, they did that 
there's like a plaque at like along the coast that's you know that's in her town mm-hmm. where she used to collect i don't know i think it might hope i bet it's near where she found that first skeleton mm-hmm. but i'm not exactly sure mm-hmm. um to kind of like commemorate her and even now like in 2010 the Royal Society named her one of 10 British women who had the most influence on the development of science. Aww. She was in this list. Thank yes. goodness she got some recognition. I mean, yes. 100 something years later, but good god. And then this was I I found this just as um as I was looking this up today. Yeah. So in May of this year, there was a statue were un- uh, unveiled mm-hmm. in her hometown of Mary Anning. Oh, there she is. And you can see it. Oh, I can see it. She's standing there with her little really bonnet cute. and she's holding, oh, she's holding the um, ammonite fossil and she's got her little chisel. <laughs> oh, and her basket. That's so great. That's so great. She, yeah. so oh, I love I it. Apparently, the, um, so in this article it says, and I can put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Professor Professor Alice Roberts, I guess, started this crowd crowd funding mm. for the statue, and the statue was made, I believe, by a woman. Uh huh. Artist Denise Dutton. Oh, created, nice. Uh, creator of the Land Girls Monument oh, was commissioned awesome. to create the sculpture. So Yay. it was made by a woman. So it's kind of cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, I know. So I I'm glad to hear that like. This even in this year, twenty twenty two, they're still recognizing her by making this statue of her in line. Regis, I I will be, I would bet that people probably travel in that area, partly because of her and the idea of like the Jurassic Coast as a whole is like I believe also a touristy area. Yeah. area, so that helps. But like I think she is probably a draw for some people in the mm-hmm. area. I would be interested to see like how much the town likes the hearing about her yeah um, yeah so i know mary anning was probably i would maybe the first female paleontologist probably you know she as a 12 year old discovered a huge ass skeleton 17 fucking feet like that's humongous that's huge just coming to the town be like i think i found something like you guys come and help me pick up this like like actual life-changing discovery and just like take it back to my house because you know i'm just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna change the history of animals and evolution and just like fuck up people's idea (laughs) of time and stuff like that that is the that is the story of mary anning the paleontologist and maybe gave us jurassic park maybe not yeah but i like to think that because i'd also like to think that Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We are so excited to bring you bite-sized stories of women's history every Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with your history BFF. Join us next time when we talk about Queen Nanny. Bye! Bye.